Hello, welcome to Rolling Solo, and as always, I am your host, Jason. Um, we today get to do a little bit of the fun stuff now. Uh, we get to create a character. Um, I only had a few ideas of character creation in between there and here. Um, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, we're going to kind of break down how it works, uh, and we're going to go step by step with how it recommends it. Um, but uh, I'm a little overwhelmed by the amount of choice, uh, so I will probably be using a little bit of the Oracle today. Um, I, I like the idea of showcasing that you can take the little bit of randomness and then uh, mold it into something that works for you if you're ever at like a writer's block. Because um, it really just kind of helps that creativity keep flowing. Um, a lot of the rule book talks about the Oracle and how you need to be careful not to overuse it. But I definitely feel that if you're ever at a roadblock or an impasse, which is like writer's block or just having trouble with creativity, I think it's a great tool to have at your disposal. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush too long. I'm just going to talk about uploading schedule real quick. Uh, I am really just kind of uploading these as I do them. Um, I Again, this is for me to record my play. And if I get play done and I have enough time to toss it up, I'm going to toss it up. If I don't get to play, I don't get to have one done. Um, again, until something suggests that I need a more steady schedule, um, this is just how it is. <laughs> so um, if you're listening, uh, thank you for the uh, dealing with my just random schedule. And uh, just, yeah, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it won't. Who knows? <laughs> <clears throat> So anyways, today we're going to be doing our character creation. Uh, we're going to just go ahead and uh, jump into that. Um, I've already done the first step, which is to ready the asset cards. Um, asset cards are ways to just track the things that you have, your abilities, your um, companions, um, just anything that the game rewards you with is usually on an asset card. Um, there's a little bit of flexibility within that, uh, that narrative. Um, uh, but yeah, that when you level up, these are usually the things that you take. Um, there are some special asset cards known as deeds. Uh, in order to acquire deeds, you must have gone through something that, uh, triggers it essentially. So like, this first one I'm looking at here, um, Survivor. Once you mark traumatized or permanently harm, then you may unlock this deed, essentially. Um, so those are usually a little bit more, you know, probably mid-late game stuff. So anyways, we've, we've got all that prepared here beside me. Um, so for the first, uh, the first step two, after you've readied the asset cards, uh, we choose two paths. Now, paths are, I don't want to call them classes, um, because they are, there are so many options here and they're meant to be mixed and matched. They're just kind of ways to define what your character is good at or what their specialties are. Um, you have things like courier or mercenary or gunner. You also have things like, um, Faded or Outcast or Banner Sworn. Um, 
Some of them are jobs. Some of them are just kind of ways of life. Um, so there are, there are a lot of paths here to choose from. I think there are 45 when I counted. Um, so because there are so many, uh, and I have a few ideas of the way this character could perhaps go, um, I'm going to use the oracle that it has listed here um, just to get an idea of what, what fate suggests for me. Um, I may or may not keep with what the oracle suggests. Um, if push comes to shove, I think I'll just play a courier because couriers, as we know from our primer, play a pretty important role in the society. And I, I could think of a million things for a courier to get into. I, that, that's just your, your stereotypical, uh, sci-fi trope, um, so if push comes to shove and I don't like what the Oracle gives me, we will probably end up playing a courier. Um, but let's see here. Um, so we are going to go ahead and roll D100. Um, it has different backgrounds here um, that then list what those two paths would equal out to. Like, for example, if I were to run a six, uh, roll a 16 to 20, it would be a far trader. Their assets are navigator and trader. Easy. Um and it has a bunch of different kind of like background jobs like that. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a D100 year. And uh, today I am using a digital dice roller, but it's on roll 20. So you can hear the clickety clack on the screen at least. Because <laughs> I know that's kind of important for some people. <laughs> All right. So I got a 13. Okay. Okay. One of these. Okay. So... Uh, 11 to 15, which 13 falls in between, obviously, uh, is an exobiologist. The assets are lore hunter and naturalist. Um, I'm going to actually keep up with this. Um, lore hunter was one of the ones that I was actually considering taking anyways. Um, it was either going to be lore hunter or courier. So I think I'll do that. Uh, we were a naturalist. So lore hunter, give me one second. I'm going to look for these paths here here we go awesome so i've taken those two cards and i'm going to keep them with my character sheet here um so we were an exobiologist so that means we can move on to step three which is to create our backstory um when we begin the story, um, and I'm kind of reading what it suggests here, is that our character is a person with very few ties to others. The Forge is a vast galaxy, and your former home, if you had one, is lost to you, forsaken by you, or a distant memory. Consider what happened to sunder or separate you from home and your relationships, and this is your backstory. This origin can influence the stories you explore and vows you undertake as you play. Or it might just provide some texture to help bring the character to life. So there are some backstory prompts here also tied into an oracle to help you kind of flesh out what that thought is. Um, so again, I'm going to roll on the oracle. If I don't jive with it, I'm not going to take it. Um, and we'll see kind of what it gives me here. I'm going to roll that D100. All right, so we got a 49. A 49, me, says you rejected a duty or destiny. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say if it's that, it would be rejecting a duty. So I, I like this as a start. So 
perhaps I was a lore hunter who was asked to um, retrieve a relic of sorts. Um, and then I basically said no. <laughs> and I think that's probably gotten me some bad blood. Like perhaps this relic was something that was beyond our control or beyond our fathoming. And then I just refused to get it. Um, so maybe that's put me on the bad ways of some people. Um, I realize I should probably talk about what these two paths give me, actually. So, um, Lore Hunter, uh, when I swear an iron vow, either formidable or greater, um, and we'll talk about those later, to recover valuable knowledge or an extraordinary relic, re-roll any dice. When you reach a milestone in the pursuit of that quest, take plus two momentum. When you fulfill your vow and score a hit, also mark two ticks on your Discovery's Legacy Trap. Um, there's a lot of mechanical mumbo-jumbo. We, again, we're not going to get two heads in the head in the grass with that one. Uh, we'll wait until those come up for me to talk more in depth about them. But basically, it just means that my character is really good at recovering knowledge, finding relics, um, doing all that kind of like deep lore of the forge, um, which I think is actually kind of a fun class to be whenever you're, you know, wanting to explore a lot, which it sounds like I will be. Um, so naturalist is my other path. Uh, when I secure an advantage or gather information using my knowledge of life forms or planet side ecosystems, I add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. On a strong hit with a match, you also confirm an obscure theory or reveal a surprising aspect of the encounter. Mark one tick on your discovery's legacy track. Um, yeah, this is, um, again, a lot of technical mumbo-jumbo. Basically just means I'm really good at... Um, l I know a lot about planetary life and all the biomes that exist within them. And I'm really good at sussing out when things are absolutely abstract or super abnormal. Um, so I am a lore hunter naturalist who is... Um, who has... Uh, refused to gather some relic that someone has sent me to collect. Um, perhaps I'm an Ascension. That would make sense. Or perhaps I was contracted by an Ascension if I am not Ascension. Um, that would make a lot of sense. Um, I could have also been contracted by um, the Null Order to go into Ascension territory and collect something, and then I said no. Uh, because I learned what they were going to use it for. Um, so there are a lot of lot of concepts there. All right, so uh, we're going to move on to the next step, which is step four, to write our background vow. Um, vows are kind of how this game contextualizes um, quests. Um, a vow is a promise you make to go do something. It is, it is a quest. Um, there are moves for accepting quests. There are moves for rejecting quests and stuff like that. Um, but the important part is that whenever you are going after a vow, there is like a track you follow in order to accomplish the vow. So uh, we are going to be talking about whatever our background vow is currently, um, which we are going to have to create. <laughs> um, we know a lot about the setting and the character. Uh... 
The vow is supposed to be part of our character's history, sworn months ago or years ago. It can be tied to your backstory or represent a deeper, lifelong goal. Fulfilling this vow will not be easy. Mechanically, it's an epic vow, so every opportunity to reach a milestone is just one tick on the vow's progress track. In story time, it might require months, years, or even decades to see this vow fulfilled or forsaken. Uh, you may even decide your background vow isn't something you make significant progress on in your narrative. Instead, it helps establish some role-playing detail for your character and fleshes out your setting. Um, so I hate to go Mandalorian on you, but I'm wondering if I have acquired a relic and my background vow is that I have sworn to always protect X thing. Um, like, perhaps... I am trying to ensure the, like, null order does not get a hold of this relic. Or perhaps, um, I'm going to take a quick pause while I ponder this. You know what? Actually, I'm going to, just to see what the oracle gives us, um, we are going to have fun with the oracle real quick. Um, you have an option to roll on a couple of different pages that are possible here. So there are an action and theme or a character goal uh, chart, and then you can interpret the results from there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look at action and themes, and I'm going to see if the oracle can get us something in that direction with what we've already worked with. Um, so... I'm going to roll the first roll for action. So that's going to be a D100. That was a 36. So the action is to destroy. Okay, I like that. Destroy what is our second. That is a 63. Destroy power. Okay. Um, okay. I like this. Um, what if, what if I was a, um, what if I was an Ascension who was dedicated to the destruction of the Null Order because I see their use of black iron as an affront to, uh, just the, just everything um there's going to be a little bit of bigotry involved with that um there's definitely going to be some extreme biases that my character will have to come to terms with um but i think as a starting point um to destroy the uh null orders reserves of black iron or at least to not destroy but to um, to acquire it and basically ensure that the null order does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. I think destroy the null order is a background vow that is suitable. It's not something that I'm going to be able to do <laughs> really. Um, yeah, that would take years. Um, but I think perhaps I just have a strong dislike for the null order. Um, I am a naturalist after all, and they do tend to want to um, destroy what I would think is natural. Um, 
so yeah, I think that would be a pretty solid background vowel. Destroy the null order. Um, now, me as a player, obviously, um, I, I don't want to have to go on this large... I, I don't think that it is going to be a as simple as the null order is completely evil. And I think that's going to be something that we explore. It's definitely something that I wanted to avoid. I, I don't want there to be an evil religion, quote unquote. I think they just each have, you know, their pros and cons. Um, I think my character is heavily biased. I think he is an Ascension who is um, troubled by the power that the Null Order is uh, exhibiting. And I think that um, they want to ensure that no harm comes to uh, the Ascension's goals, which is, you know, preserve preserve that order of... Uh, um, nature, you know. Okay, um, so now we're going to go ahead and move on to the next step. Uh, we've written our background vowel. We are going to board our starship. Uh, so first, we take the starship. Um, we take the starship uh, command vehicle asset card, which I've already put aside here. Um, to read off the asset, your armed multi-purpose starship is suited for interstellar and atmospheric flight. It can comfortably transport several people, has space for cargo, and can carry and launch support vehicles. When you advance, you may spend experience to equip this vehicle with module assets. Basically just means if you level up, you can put modules on it. Um, there's a little like health track on the bottom, uh, and you can mark certain status effects on this little asset card. Um, otherwise, it's pretty simple. Um, we're going to give the starship a history. Um, we are going to also, I'm, I'm going to roll for this. Um, I just, there's a lot of really good options here. This is a massive open world. And so far I've been really liking my results. So I want to see if the Oracle can keep providing good luck. Okay. we got a 51. So on this list of starship histories that is granted by an organization or community, I think it was granted by the Ascensions. This was given to me as my ex exploratory vessel, and I am someone who goes to these places and explores for the Ascensions. Simple enough. Who owns the starship? I do. I'm not playing with others, so we don't need to have that discussion. Now we're going to envision it. Um... What does it look like? What makes it interesting or uniquely yours? Does it have any particular quirks? If nothing occurs to you now, you can flesh it out and play or roll once or twice on the table below. I'm going to roll once on the table below, and then I'm going to flesh it out more and play, I think. But let's see a fun little starting detail. Um, D100. That was an 81. 81. Someone marked the hole with graffiti during a recent layover. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll think about what that graffiti is. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll write the history of this on the back of the card. Um, so given to me by the Ascensions. Uh, and then we'll add some more details as we go along. Let's give it a name, okay? Um, again, I'm going to give it a little roll. They have a starship name Oracle page. I'll give it a roll, see if I like what it gives me. I'll maybe roll once or twice if I don't like what it first gives me. A 16 is dead reckoning. Um, I'm good on that one. 
Let's try it a second time. 79. Sparrowhawk. Okay, I can do that. The Sparrowhawk. Now, I think we're almost done here. We just have to choose some stats. I'm just going to make sure that I have the right page open here. Okay, so we choose our final asset. Um, now that the ship is ready, we pick one final asset. Uh, I can choose anything. It can be a path, a companion, a support vehicle, or a module. Um, I was thinking of picking a companion, and I think it would make sense since I am a um, since I am a, a naturalist who explores a lot of places. I was thinking of maybe taking a utility bot with me, something to kind of come planet side and help me with. Um, navigating ruins and other things like that. Um, let me take a look at this. I just want to make sure that it makes sense. Maybe not utility bot. Okay. Um, so I'm actually going to take a survey bot. That's what it is. Um, the survey bot, this asset card says, your survey bot companion scans the path ahead. When you undertake an expedition, plus wits over land or within a site, add plus one. Um, so I think that's just going to be, uh, I, I think naturally I would have that with me. Um, it also suggests that I name the survey bot. Um, which I think I'm just gonna name him Sparky. I like Sparky. There we go. He's Sparky. All right, so that is my asset. Uh, now step seven, I get to choose my stats. Um, I have five stats, Edge, Heart, Iron, Shadow, Wits. Edge is for quickness, agility, prowess when fighting at a distance. Heart is courage, willpower, empathy, sociability, and loyalty. Iron is physical strength, endurance, aggressiveness, and prowess when fighting at close quarters. Shadow is sneakiness, deceptiveness, and cunning. Wits is expertise, knowledge, and observation. Um, basically, there's going to be a standard array of three, two, two, one, one. I spread that out as I see. Um, I think as a lore hunter and a naturalist, I think my wits are going to be the best. Um, I think shadow, so wits is going to get a three shadow. I think is going to get a two. Um, I just used to being sneaky and cunning. Um, whenever you're alone out on these planets, you have to be very aware of your surroundings. Um, courage, willpower, empathy, sociability, and loyalty. Uh, you know, I'm going to give that a two as well. I'm going to say that my iron and my edge are not that strong. Um, I'm not the best fighter. Um, I am sneaky i am courageous and i am very intelligent but i'm not always the best fighter um so that's we'll see how i'm able to work out with that because um, it's definitely probably going to be a dangerous world i live in um well so now i'm going to move on to step eight i'm going to set my condition meters uh, they are on the so on the character sheet on the left and right sides there are like momentum health spirit supply all of those mean different things, uh, and we kind of set what their defaults are. Um, so we set all of our health, spirit, and supply meters to five. So I'll put a little paper clip on the side of the the, the paper to mark where that is on the bar. Um, and when I share the character sheet, you will um, you will see what uh, that kind of looks like. Um, 
set the health of any companion assets to their max value, which if I had a little paper clip, uh, I would do that. Um, so I can do that as well. And then I set the integrity of a command vehicle as well to the max uh, set. Um, we'll set my momentum to plus two. Um, and that is all I really need right now. So now we're gonna move on to step nine, which is envisioning my character. Um, so everything that's mechanical and background has been set. I just need to take a moment to envision their impersonality and whatnot. Um, so as I'm thinking about characteristics, um, and of course this is like what they look like, how they act and what they wear. Um, so judging from the background Val and their background in lore hunter and naturalism, I think they're a little, um, I think they're a little self-righteous. Um, I think that they believe that what they're doing is always the correct thing, um, even if it's not necessarily the best thing that, like, morally. Um, I think they're a bit self-righteous. Um, they're definitely, they're definitely smart. Um, they probably wear, um, they probably wear a long leather or like a tight fitting leather exploration gear with various um, pockets and other like sashes for uh, keeping um, like surveying gear on them. Um, they probably keep, you know, uh, weapons very close to their side. Um, so we'll say tight leather. It's definitely water resistant. They keep a scanner and other, you know, various doodads on them. Um, let's see. I think that's all we're going to say for now. Um, I think we'll come back to that a little bit later. Um, and we'll just go ahead and we'll move on to step 10. We'll name our character. Um, there is a character name oracle on page 333. So I love to, uh, love to get a, um, oracle here for the names. Okay. So there are, oh gosh, a lot of names here. Um, so let's roll a D100, see what it gives me and see if I like the sound of it. 21. 21 is Cassidy O'Brien. I like that. I kind of like that. Um, I wasn't originally, well, I mean, I, obviously, I wasn't really envisioning a specific gender. I think even though I said he, I think that's just, you know, my natural reaction to say he. Um, yeah, she, Cassidy O'Brien. All right. And now we're going to choose, uh, so she, her, they, her pronouns. O'Brien is very interesting. Um, their call sign. Uh, that's a great question. Do they have a call sign? What if, oh, their call sign is Tome. I like that. It's like a lore hunter. Tome. That's her call, call sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't know why it rolled again. Let's not even think about that. <laughs> okay um i think that is it um 
let me double check here in the rules. Oh, well, we got to gear up. Um, <laughs> so we don't need a detailed list of equipment. Supply meter is an abstract representation of your general readiness. Um, we just need to think of any personal equipment or items that are important aspects of us. Um, keep the list short around four or five items at the most. Um, hmm. I think that I think I have a machete that's important to me for sure. I'm a naturalist. I go exploring stuff like that. Um, I know I probably have a like a scanner. That's definitely important to be able to scan like life on the planets. Um, I or should my survey bot do that? Yeah, I think the survey bot would do that. No, I should. I should, she probably also is always ready just in case the survey bot is separated from her, um, because she recognizes she's always over prepared for stuff like that. Okay, that makes sense. So machete scanner. Um, we'll say she carries a ration pack at all times. Um, she never knows when she can get stranded on a uh, on a place like that. Um, and then she has a long-range communicator. I think for now, those are going to be the items that I dictate are like super important to her. Um, the funny part is, is I started thinking about well, what do I carry if I was hiking? <laughs> uh, which I guess, you know, hiking, space exploration, what's the difference, right? Um, all right. I, that's it. That's, that is our character. Um, so in summary... Uh, I am going to be playing Cassidy O'Brien, the lore hunter naturalist. Um, she's a little self-righteous, wears this tight leather exploration uh, get-up, super water-resistant. She's prepared for basically anything that could happen on planet. Uh, she has one edge, two heart, one iron, two shadow, and three wits. Um, her background vow is to destroy the null order um, she is an Ascension who is disgusted with the activity that the Null Order have been um, doing in her sector, um, collecting relics and basically disrespecting the planets that they live on. Um, and that has uh, caused a deep hatred within her system. Um, and yeah, uh, her call sign is Tome, which I think is a great call sign. Um, she has a machete, a scanner, a ration pack, a long-range communicator, as well as various survival tools. Um, I, I think that's beautiful. I think, yeah, I think the last item I'll write on here is just survival tools. Um, and that can just be a broad little kit. All right. Um, so yeah, that's been a really fun little experience there. It's super easy. Um, we did a lot of Oracle rolling today. We rolled when things didn't feel correct to us. Um... And there's still just so much to choose from. Like, this is just one small, tiny fragment of the kind of characters that you can create in this system. Uh, even just using, like, again, just even if you don't know what you want to do, just rolling dice and being able to have something and go, okay, I can work with that. Or even the ability to just say, you know what? No, I don't like that. Let me just choose from a list. Um, it's really freeform. I really appreciate it. Um, so thank you. If you've been listening this whole time, thank you for holding out with me. I'm going to go find some, something that I can use for character art somewhere. And, uh, we will, uh, I will make a little blog post about it. Um, 
yeah, thank you all for listening, and I can't wait to play a little bit more. Next time we will building the, our starting space sector. Thank you all for listening.